Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Now here's Connie. You're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net with me, your host, Connie Whitman. So happy you're able to join me today. Alrighty, so my quote of the day is by Misha.at, short something online. Anyway, the quote says, Networking is not collecting contacts. Networking is about planting relationships. Networking. All right, as soon as you hear that word, do you go into a cold sweat? Do you start to think of every excuse you could come up with as to why you can't attend the next event? After all, there's so many people after the same thing, ultimately to get more business, right? So what chance do you have of gaining the attention of all the participants if you're not the most interesting or fascinating person in the room? Worst of all, what if you are so introverted by nature, you're, you feel like you're a lost cause? Would you like to learn how to network as if you were the only person in the room? And would you like to know some trade secrets as to how to accomplish networking with confidence, poise, and tremendous results? Well, if you answered yes to either of those questions, you're in store for a real treat. Today my guest is Carrie Green. Carrie is a speaker, coach, and author of two books, Because You're Worth It, How to Make More Money by Charging More Money, and the other book is Chaos to Cash, An Entrepreneur's Guide to Eliminating Chaos, Overwhelm, and Procrastination so you can create ultimate profit. She works with entrepreneurs on marketing, sales, and creating a business they want instead of the ones everybody tells them they should have. Get ready to unlock some secrets and define your networking strategy so you become the networking king or queen at your company. So, Carrie, thank you so much for being on and for, um, you know, wanting to discuss this topic. It is so wonderful to be here with you, as always. And, you know, as you were doing the introduction to what we were talking about, I'm thinking, oh, gosh, yes, please let me listen to this. I need to learn this as the <laughs> ultimate terrible, scared, introvert networker that I am. So I am thrilled to be here with you, especially since we met networking. I, I was, you took the words out of my mouth. It's really true, <laughs> right? We were in that circle. We were introducing ourselves. And I said that I need a guest for the show. Your eyes perked up when we got around to Carrie. She's like, and I need to be on shows. So it was a match made in heaven, uh, needless to say. All right. So I, my first question really, I think, is probably what most people are thinking. Since there's so much online and these online presences that we have, is getting out and networking as important or still important? You know, it's really interesting. I was at an event the other day, a small networking event actually. Uh, there were, I think, 20, 25 of us in the room, something along that line. It was an um, invitation-only sort of thing. Nice. And as we went around the room kind of doing our little introduction and the thing that we were doing there, I was the only one in the room who had primarily built their business online. I was the only one in the room who had, um, who was saying, you know, getting out and networking in person has been really difficult for me, and it's been something that I've been struggling to get myself to do. And I was looking at all these people in the room, other, you know, the other 
20 or 1924 of them and they had all built million dollar businesses in the room locally and I realized just how much business I have left on the table mm. so in addition to yes you make a lot of money there are a couple of other really important things about in-person networking especially for somebody who's working out of a home office or in a close surrounding one it gets you out there it forces you to shake somebody's hand it forces you to see eye to eye how your message lands and when you're in a room with a group of people networking and you're forced to do some sort of interaction with multiple people it gives you the opportunity to practice in quick succession what works what doesn't work and to see how things are landing it forces you to stay relevant it gets you out there and frankly there is no quicker way to build a relationship than shaking somebody's hand Online, I have built relationships with people, and I have done it very successfully. And it takes a long time from that first, here, I'll share my email address with you, to, to the final, here is my credit card information. Whereas if I meet somebody in, hand in, uh, in person and shake their hand, just like what you said, it's planting relationships. And those are the seeds that grow quickly when you meet them in person versus the seeds that you meet online, which are the slow growth. You know, those are your avocados versus the tomatoes kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, great example. It's funny, um, recently I started a, another business. I still have Whitman Associates, and I started another business, Wisdom Decoded, with two other partners. And uh, the one who lives locally also, we went to a, a small networking event, and we said, let's practice our value statement, you know, and let's see what kind of reaction we get. And because we had no idea, were, are we on to something with the product we're creating? Are we not on to something? And it was really remarkable because exactly what you described, as we were practicing what our value statement is, what our business is, uh, people were responding and, and tell me more, tell me more. So we thought, all right, we're definitely on to something. We're clearly zeroing in on how we're explaining it so people can understand it. But I, I tell you, it really took practice and for us to go to several of these events. And by the third one, when we started talking about it, we were getting the reaction we were hoping for. So it, it's practice, guys. It, it really works. And it, it definitely keeps you relevant. And and again, so much faster to create those relationships because you have eye contact, you joke a little bit, um, you know, you talk about something local, a movie or local restaurant um, that just opened or uh, that has a special, whatever it is. Uh, it just makes it so, so nice and so connected. So I, I agree with everything you said, the practice especially. Now, I, I think the next biggest question people ponder or, or struggle with are what kind of networks should folks join? So there are a couple of things to do. Uh, we met at a local um, e-women's business network where other small business owners, women primarily but not exclusively, are meeting. That is a room of two things for me. One, it's a room of ideal clients, and two, it's a room of referral partners for me. Yep. A referral partner is somebody who knows your clients or who has your clients, who could refer people to you. So that is one kind of network to join. So what kind of clients are you looking for? What kind of referral sources are you looking for? And where do they meet? 
You may also, and this was something that really came out, and I saw it really up close and personal in the event of that last week. There were so many people in the room who were saying, I'm a member of a local charity, and that's where I get a lot of my clients. And you know, I've gotten clients at my gym. Other people in the room were, were saying, yep, I'm on this team or that team, and that's where they're meeting and networking with people. So it's things that you're interested in, local charities, communities, um, and places that have your clients or types of clients. It's also memberships. Like if you're an attorney, you might want to be part of a local group of attorneys or something like that, you know, of that nature, because, again, they understand who you're looking for and what you're looking for. And can be a community of support for you. Well, it's true, especially I would think attorneys, accountants, they all, nowadays, I, I think they really have specialization. So if I'm a forensic accounting and you're a tax accountant and you have someone who needs valuation of their business, you can refer to me, especially if you're working at a local firm. So, mm -hmm. I, and I think that's the same for small businesses or for bankers or for manufacturers. You want to try to join um, local groups so that you can expand your reach again within your industry it's important um, that you know that it's funny I, I recently I met a new client last week and the woman was absolutely lovely and forward-thinking and you know I, I think we hit it off uh, philosophically we think the same and she's new to the New Jersey market and she's really from Manhattan and so I said oh you, you have to connect with and I gave her someone who's very relevant in the New Jersey and in the banking arena and she was like oh that's so great because I need to develop my market here to see you know, what are people doing in New Jersey that's different from New York? So I think it's also a resource of information, of local information, uh, when you join these groups in your same industry as well. So, I, you know, yeah, it's got to resonate with you, I think, right? It does. It, and, you know, the most important thing when you're picking networks to go to is, you know, go to a couple of them. Don't expect to love them all. Also, don't expect to hate them all. Now, I've been to a couple of events, and I walked in, and I'm like, these are not my people. And sometimes you just know. Sometimes you know that sometimes you may kind of sense it, but and I kind of recommend going back two times. You can usually go once or twice as a guest before you have to join. Test them out. See who's there. See what kind of things they're doing. Look at the board. Um, look at the other members. Look at the things that they're doing on a regular basis. How often are they meeting? How many, committee, how many committees do they have? Sometimes you might want to be in a big uh, group of people. You know, like I said, I was at a networking meeting with 25 people the other day, uh, five of which I have meetings with scheduled with. Awesome. So, you know, it, it depends. It really depends what you're doing. It's uh, it's funny. I was invited to uh, sit on an international advisory council and to join this this international network, and uh, was invited to speak in India next year in May. Which of course I'm going. But um, we had the the head person from India, Dr. Harbin Aurora, uh, she came to the United States for an event that was happening out in California and then met with somebody who's starting a chapter right here in New York. And um, so she invited myself and my partner to come and join. So, of course, we went into Manhattan uh, to this event. And all the women there, you know, it's exactly what you, you kind of just explained. When we walked in, 
we were like, wow, these are our people. And when I tell you, it was from every industry. We went met a young woman who was starting a tech company specifically for the benefit of children and getting children's voice and, and having children be creative because they are the future. And really, they're going to be the ones to save our world. Um, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant women. And um, we, we're, gonna, we're trying to get together before we go to India as the U.S., the, the East Coast U.S. crew. Uh, so when we get out there, we can take them by storm so it's it's that feeling when when you walk in my point is that we we felt our peaks you know uh, we all thought philosophically the same we want to give back to the community we want to change the world at a global level um, and together you know all these industries if we can partner together wow think of what we can create so I think you need to get that sense of connection as well when you go to these these different events because you want to make a difference as well you want to make a difference and you want to, you know, no one's going to be able to network with a frown on their face. Yeah. If you're miserable, then it, who's going to want to shake your hand? Are you going to want to shake somebody else's hand who's miserable? Yeah. So you need to find an environment where you're going to be comfortable. And then you know, I'll share some strategies to get comfortable. Yeah, that'd be great. Scary, um, or they can be scary. So you want to get comfortable, you want to find a way to do it, and you need a smile on your face. So make sure that the people around you are people that you like, people that you would, wouldn't mind having a cup of coffee with, for real. Yeah, that's true. Any other? Well, I, I'll, you want me to share all my little strategies with well, you just, now? How about if we do this before break? We have a couple of minutes. How about if you go through how to prepare for an event, and then we'll talk about the, the introverts when we come back. So how about okay. to prepare that for an event? That sounds like a great thing. Okay. Yeah. Preparing for an event, a couple of things. Uh, I'm going to tell you my secret. You know, like I said, you have to smile. Um, I, I'm, real, I, I'm not a good networker. Uh, this is the truth. I am very scared of networking. I am very scared of meeting new people. Uh, and I'll tend to network in groups that I already know well, mm. which is good and bad. Um, bad because I don't get to meet new people. Good because well, I form those relationships. Mm. The thing that I do whenever I walk into any of these rooms is before I go in, like if I'm driving someplace and I'm in my car, before I open the car door, and this will date me, I go back to Fantasy Island. This is a long time ago, if you remember that TV <laughs> Me too, loved it. Okay, do you remember what would happen when the plane was approaching? Tattoo would say, the plane, the plane. Absolutely. And Mr. Rourke would say, smiles, everybody. Yes. I will truly sit there with my hand on the door to my car and say, smiles, everybody. Open my car door with a smile on my face. Excellent. It makes a huge difference inside of me. Uh, you could also read Amy Cuddy's book and do some power poses. Yep. She, uh, her book is called Presence. She also has a TED Talk. But yep. do some power poses before you go in so you feel better. But on a more practical basis, well, that is very practical. But on a, you know, what to do, like what things do I need? Bring business cards. Please bring business cards. I can't tell you the number of times people have said to me, I don't have a business card. <laughs> it is so much more important for you to get somebody's business card than for you to share one. So very often I'm writing on my business card their contact information, which is why you always bring a Sharpie. Because so often those business cards are shiny and slippery and a pen doesn't work on them. Bring a Sharpie. Have it with you. Also have a Sharpie to write your name on your name tag because sometimes they give you a pen. And when you take your name tag, put it on the right side. 
for me, that's always awkward because I'm a righty, so I would naturally put it on my left hand, on my left side, over my heart, but instead... And the reason is you want to be able to shake somebody's hand so your right side is going toward them and they will naturally mm-hmm. look to your right side. Mm-hmm. Know what your goals are. Who do you want to meet? What's your goal walking in there? Con, when you and I met, my goal walking into that room was I want speaking gigs. So when we went around and everyone's saying, what do you want? I want a speaking gig. I want a speaking gig. I want a, that's all I was talking about. So you could communicate to people what it is that you're looking for. And I think what's really important is for, uh, there are, um, to remember that it is about planting relationships. That quote that you had at the very beginning, that's it. It's about planting relationships. It's not about saying, will you work with me? Yeah. And finally, have time for follow-up. Always, always schedule that time in your calendar. Before you walk into that meeting, schedule time to follow up with the people you met. Otherwise, just throw the cards away. Yeah, it's true because two weeks, three weeks go by, they don't remember who you were. It, you know, we're, we're all so busy. We're meeting so many people. You forget. The brain just mm-hmm. can't process that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, let's talk about my introverts out there and how, or the non-networkers, and we'll give them some ideas on how to get out there and feel a little more comfortable. Okay? Sounds good. All right, quick break. A speaker has little value to an audience unless you, the listener, is motivated and empowered to change. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates is a renowned speaker and is an architect of change. Consultations, training, seminars, and speaking engagements are the venues where she affects change. Whether your responsibilities include customer service, sales, marketing, training, executive management, or ownership, and you are seeking change in your organization, then you need to hire Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Connie doesn't just fill your ears with rhetoric. She speaks to the heart and success of your business. So next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change, Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. We are back, and we are speaking with Carrie Green, my my entrepreneur supporter extraordinaire. <laughs> right, Carrie? I just love being with you. <laughs> I know. We, get, we do. We have some good laughs. I want to just comment before we talk about our non-networkers and intro, introverts out there, some strategies for them to just feel more comfortable and in control at these events. Um, I do want to comment on Amy Cuddy, uh, the book, absolutely, but just watch her TED Talks. I think it's like 18 minutes. I'm a big te- big TED Talks person because that's about the amount of attention span I have, 18 minutes. But her power poses are truly powerful. And before a big meeting or before an event or before I have to go in front of executives, etc., I do my favorite power pose, which is the Wonder Woman pose. Uh, it, it really, uh, the premise is it raises your testosterone level and it lowers your cortisol level to just fit you and make you feel more confident and in control. So watch that. Another great tip, uh, Carrie. Thank you for that. Uh, again, 18 minutes watch. Amy Cuddy gives you so much, uh, just tremendous foundational information. All right. So for our non-networker introverts out there, how can they feel more, more control? Which strategies can they use? So as, and, you know, I will tell you my strategies. One, the um, eWomen's Network that you and I are a member of 
has a, makes it easy for you. It forces you into small groups where you are forced to interact with people. So if you can find a group like that, it's beneficial because it will force you to do it. If you don't find that group, and if you're, you know, have to walk into that group before everyone starts to form their little groups and you have to find a way in, a couple of things to do. Number one, smile. We already covered that, but smile some more because you need to. Walk up to a group that has an odd number of people in it. So a group of two, they're looking at each other. A group of three, they can make room for you. So you're looking for odd numbers of people. Another thing you can do is rescue people. That's one of the things I love doing. There's always the one person standing against the wall. It's usually me. What, what I love more than anything else is to be rescued. So you know, find that person who's alone and rescue them. They will appreciate it, and you will now have somebody to speak to. So those are two ways to get into those groups. But then what do you say to these people? And it's a couple of things. First of all, remember that it's not, none of this is about you. Uh-huh. Focus on them, and then the conversation will naturally turn around to you. And remember, it's a conversation. So it could be something along the line of, what brings you here? Have you ever been to this event before? Who do you know in this room? You know, um, what have you gotten out of this room before? Um, one of the questions I like you know, again, I'm in, I work primarily with business owners, so one of the things I might like is, why did you go into business in the first place? And not even, mm. what do you do, but why did you go into business? Because like, that's like an exciting thing. Like, their eyes will light up. That's, just, that's an exciting story. Or what went really well this past year? Again, it's an exciting story. So you want to kind of elicit stories from people and not just say, what is it you do for a living? Well, I am a that is the most boring conversation any of us will ever get into. But you know, if I said to you, so why did you go into business? All of a sudden, you're excited to share this with me. What brings you here today? It's more of a story. You know, did, did it, what did it take for you to get here? Well, I had to get the kids here and there and this, and the dog was doing that, and the cat was doing that, and my car broke down in the snow. and the, you know, Whatever it is, talk about things going on. So those are the kinds of things that I do to open up a conversation. The conversation will naturally turn to you. So don't yeah. worry about that. Yeah, it's brilliant. And it's true. Ask or ask people, um, you know, if they work for a company or ne- you're not a business owner and you're at a networking event where there's a lot of uh, corporate people, uh, you know, you can say, oh, how long have you been in that position? What made you choose that company versus mm-hmm. what do you do with that company? Because people will, people oftentimes have chosen the company that they've wanted to work for. I know I, my, throughout my career before I started my business, I would research, like, whatever position I was looking for, certainly, but then I would research the company I wanted to work for based on reputation, whatever, um, based on what products they were offering, etc. And then when the posting came in the newspaper, that's how old I am, I would, I would say, that's, that's the interview I'm going to get. And, of course, I would ultimately get the, the interview, you know, you yeah. put it out in the universe and all that. So, um, yeah, that's another good question. If it's a corporate environment, yeah. hey, what made you choose that company? Or what do you like most about your company, et cetera, something like or that. Even, yeah, what are you most, what, you know, what, you know, I remember when I was working in corporate, I always had to write my own reviews. And I imagine it's still like that. And it was always about listing your accomplishments. So what are you most proud of that you've accomplished in your position? 
Yeah, you know, another good one. Those are the kinds one. of things that, yeah. you know, um, what about management do you really like? What about management drives you crazy? Because it goes both ways, you know, depending who you're talking to. But, you know, just not what is it you do for a living. Nobody cares. Yeah, it's true. They tune out. All they hear is Charlie Brown's teacher, wah, 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 right? <laughs> and when you're sharing what it is you do, because ultimately you will share that, Please get rid of all the jargon. Just tell people what it is you do. I remember I was working with someone who said something along the line of, I help people magnetically attract, and it goes on and on and on through. all." And I'm like, what? All I heard was, I help. And like the rest was all in some crazy language she made up. Just speak. It's <laughs> funny. It's funny. Uh, whenever you go in and, and people say, I like what people say to me, why'd you start your own business, right? And then you answer, I want to control and whatever. When they say, well, what do you do? I always, I always hesitate and think, because I know what to say, right? You do, I mean, you do this all the time. But really, really, right, I'm a sales vendor. That's what I do. I go into companies and I help them teach their employees how to sell more effectively. But really, that to me is like, really? So what does that even mean? So I say, my job is to go into various corporations. I take their sales teams or their uh, customer face teams, and I teach them how to communicate. Because if they communicate and understand the customer, they're going to make more sales and your bottom line grows. That's, it's all about communication, and that's what I do. And people go, oh, yes, that's so important, versus I'm a sales vendor. Right? It just, it's... Um, Make it personal. I think that's the biggest takeaway. Make it personal on how you impact the, the person that you're trying to change the behavior of. So just make it personal. Um, if you had just one thing you wanted everyone to take away from this interview, or really, let's say a couple of things, what would they be? We have like five minutes left. So what would it be that you would recommend to folks? Good habits. Follow up. It is really as simple as that. And the way to follow up most effectively is a couple of things. First of all, when you're having those conversations with people, let them know how you're expecting to follow up. It's your responsibility to get their contact information, not their responsibility to get in touch with you. You know all that pile of business cards you've got sitting on your desk? They've got them too. So it is your responsibility to get in touch with them. Do not wait. Um, you know, if I said to you, you know, it's been great meeting you here. I'm going to send you an email next week with this amazing article that I've written or I've read or I saw or I whatever, um, and I want to share that with you. And it, another thing you can do is while you're speaking with that person right there and then, you know, Con, it's been great meeting you. Um, we really need to co continue this conversation. Pull out your calendar right now. Do you, are you free Monday at, t at 2? Because you could schedule it right there and then, which means I'm not trying to get in touch with you. You're not trying to get in touch with me. We just have it all set. So have the follow-up plan and the time for follow-up already in your calendar. Otherwise, please don't bother wasting your time, your energy, or your money. Not worth it. Yeah, that's a great idea is not only to plan the time after the event and your follow-up um, and do a couple of days so that when you do respond, whether you pull out your calendar there or that you follow up via an email, what a great idea to say in the email, I have these three days open that you're not booked so that you can do the follow-up and do a breakfast, lunch, and you know early dinner kind of thing or just a conference call. You have the whole day booked out for the follow-up. That's a great idea, Carrie. I, I don't do that. Even, 
Or even, yes, absolutely do that. It is very, very helpful. Or even when you're speaking with that person right there and then at the event, look at your calendar and set an appointment. Yeah, that's brilliant. I I don't think I've ever done that either. So there are two big tips for me. The other big tip you said, and I don't know about the, the folks listening, but the odd number of people and the person who wants to get rescued I've, that has never, ever dawned on me or hit my radar. So I think that's two awesome strategies as well. And I also like the information you gave about how do we choose a network. So look for the ideal client and a referral resource as well, but so that you can refer to the folks at the networking event as well. You know, yeah, I know the rate. The, give and take. It, it really, really is. And I have to tell you, um, I, I, so many networking events I go to, somebody will say um, something they're struggling with. And I'll say, you know what? I've developed a job aid for one of my classes on that exact topic. I said, you know what? As soon as I get back to my office today or I'll be in my office tomorrow morning, I'll email you the job aid. I think it's really going to help you with exactly the skill, you know, open-ended questions, whatever it is they're trying to develop, presentation skills, etc. And I'll send them the job aid. They're, I'm not expecting anything. I just want to help them out. And what inevitably happens, that you, you develop this awesome connection, and then a year later you get a referral from them. Or six months later yeah. they bring business to you, or they ask you to come to their organization for business. It just give give information. I think when you share, truly share of yourself, from yourself, giving your um, expert knowledge, again, not always free, but just helping out with little tips and stuff like we're doing today. It keeps you relevant, but it keeps you in the mindset with the person that, or the people that you're networking with, Carrie, that they're like, oh, that Connie Whitman, she gave me some really good ideas. I really liked her. She was nice. So next time I'm at a networking event, they're going to seek you out, which is ultimately what happens as well. So. That's the goal. And then, so now all of a sudden, when you go to these networking events, you have your own little posse, and they're introducing you to more people and saying, Connie, you need to talk to Carrie because she does, works with entrepreneurs too, or whatever it is. And now all of a sudden, organically, your network has just expanded. Absolutely. Like, boom, it, it blows up for you. So I love all of the tips that you gave. Um, also, everybody, I highly recommend, especially if you're an entrepreneur, because You're Worth It and Chaos to Cash. Uh, Carrie's bo- both her books, I've read both, are amazing. And again, just like she just offered so many little simple helpful hints, and I hope, I hope you took notes. If not, you can always go back and, and kind of fast forward through the show and jot those notes down. It's, it, her, her, her books are all tip-related. Again, that you go, oh, I could do that. So I do highly recommend buying uh, Carrie's books. Carrie, I'm going to give your website please, and your email address. So if folks have specific questions for Carrie, please email her. Um, her email address is Carrie at CarrieGreenCoaching.com. Green has an E on it. So it's Carrie at Carrie, C-A-R-R-I-E, Green, G-R-E-E-N-E, Coaching. Com. And, of course, visit her website at www.carriegreenwithanecoaching.com. Again, check out her two books. And please, please, guys, if you have uh, a story you want to share, I'd love to highlight that on the show, a success story of maybe something, a show you've listened to and how you implemented and what success came from that. 
or if you need help with a specific skill de development as it relates to sales service or coaching, uh, please call me and I'm happy to help. Well, email me. I'm happy to help you. My email address is Connie at WhitmanAssos.com. Um, so send me your stories, questions, etc. Uh, Kerry, again, thank you for just being an amazing guest, and I really hope everyone took some notes because uh, you gave some vital information. If you do have a planned networking event or a holiday dinner plans, uh, guys, use these skills. They will help you. Kerry, thank you again for being on the show. Thank you so much. Um, pleasure being with you always, anytime. Yes, back at you. Um, I hope you guys will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we can all embrace change and realize that we got this. So again, hopefully uh, the new topic of change for you today was networking. I hope you embrace those changes and utilize some of the tips we talked about. You've been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Thank you, everyone. Go out there and network and become kings and queens at it. Be inspired. You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time may change me, but I